have entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Kindergeist podcast. I'm Zakia, the host, and my auntie is the co-host in every episode that we have. Today we're going to be covering K-12, through which is a musical fantasy horror film written and directed by Melanie Martinez and co-directed by Alyssa Tov... I can't even say that. Torvinen? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, this whole movie is about how this girl named Crybaby, aka Mel- Melanie Martinez, goes through school in a really sad way. It's kind of not really like boarding school, is it? It's kind of like boarding school because you sleep there and you eat there. And I know like they would like put stuff in your body to make you seem happy and stuff. Oh, yeah. The drugs. There was a lot of drug references in here, like uh, medication. And it was and then that moment with the teacher uh, snorting the chalk. I was wondering if you understood some of those references. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I do. But like, I don't really. I thought it was, um, I thought it was chalk at the first, but then I was just like, oh, I thought she was eating it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, there's a lot of like heavy drug references in this film. So don't do drugs. Yeah. Don't please. Please don't. Yeah. So you told me that you're familiar with Melanie Martinez and um, her style, but you didn't expect it to be this. So like, tell me how you felt about it. Well, first of all, this is, we have, this is like a horror quote-unquote horror podcast where we try and like review these kinds of scary movies or horror movies but like it was not really scary it was more of like weird and like odd like not in a bad way like don't get me wrong it was you know like I didn't expect it to be like that because I've never watched a movie like that before so of course I would like be like confused and like wondering what's going on you know yeah, because it's about, um, well, Melanie Martinez plays this student called Crybaby, who is basically, she has power, like her and her friends have these supernatural powers, but they're, f- yeah, they're forced to keep them inside and be like everyone else, which has the, the obvious, there was a lot of metaphors like that about your, oh, like owning your inner strength and um, a lot of academic themes in there, too. We've been watching a lot of academic, like, horror stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Please don't get me memories about that again. Um, but, uh, yeah, back to what you were saying about their powers and stuff. I remember the first time I saw at the school bus, they were drowning, right? Or not drowning. They they just, the school bus just sinked in the ocean or whatever. And then their eyes rolled back and then their eyeballs turned black. And then uh, everything acted normal. And I thought someone like was possessing them or something. And then um, then I realized they just had powers, which is like out of the blue. Like you would never expect that to happen. But I liked how they use their powers to just stand up to people, especially in that one girl. I forgot her name already. Oh, the blonde the blonde girl, she's so annoying. I think because she plays her character so well, but she was so annoying. Yeah, it was really cool when she, uh, when Melanie Martinez levitated and did that standoff with her hair. The visuals of the of the film were really good. Like even the colors, like the the camera work and the production design and the clothes, all of that was really 
like gorgeous and and I think it's all like Melanie like I've known her for so long like not I've not like actually known know her but I know like how what her style is and how she likes stuff I know that that color palette is very much her so like you would automatically know that it's Melanie Mm, yeah she's very consistent with her I guess the pastel goth but I would say um like overall as a movie what did you feel like what was good about it what could have used some work in your opinion what was good about the movie was the message that they brought out um doing with school and people overall like what is that called like just some just for future reference some of the songs kind of got boring no offense like she's an artist you know but like because they just kind of incorporated music videos into the movies you know and some of it didn't kind of make any sense because when they came back to themselves, it kind of just like they were in the same place. I don't know. Do you understand that? Yeah. No, I completely agree because I, I kind of felt like the movie was less of a movie and more of a visual album. I feel like it would have been really cool if they focused more on blending the script with the music video. So it felt more like a musical where everything impacted each scene could because there's like you said there's a lot of great themes that she touches on like very like adult themes that teens are kind of well everyone's dealing with like um even the things about like bulimia and body image and the trans teacher those things would have been cool to see if they were unpacked a little more and i think that well personally i think there is only like a little bit of talking parts in the movie which kind of like upsets me Cause I feel like mm, if it was a movie, then just like, yeah, I, I did read that. She's trying to, um, do another, uh, is it another musical or another movie? So I'm sure maybe that's something she'd be interested in, uh, trying out a little more. Cause, um, she's, do you know who Tim Burton is? Yeah. Yeah. So she's a huge fan of Tim Burton that I read and that I feel like that style kind of showed in the film. Um, but I wonder if they're ever going to collaborate. I don't know if she reached out to him or not. That would be cool if they did something. Yeah. Oh, on that note of like thinking about her making another one, I found this little interview that she did where they asked her, how do you look back on K-12? And she said she's super proud of it, that it was like a 31 day shoot in Budapest, hardly any sleep. And then she mentions that she dealt with a lot of men on set trying to step on her toes and belittle her all the time. I I completely get that. I think with every, no matter what you are in position of filming, if you're a director, if you're assistant or anything, you're, that's a woman, you always get looked over. Like they think you're less than them. Cause just because of your, how you are and just a stereotypical things that men think that women are like, you know, yeah, there's always um, like doubt placed, unfair doubt placed. Oh, just because of what we've done and like what past women done in the past. Like you have to clean this. You have to do that. You have to do this and stuff only in the house, never outdoors. Which I think what if the rules were reversed? I think that society would be way different. Oh, definitely. How do you think the world would be if like more women were in leadership positions? Everything will be better, I feel like, because... At least women, some women have some sense. Uh, some guys are just kind of like, they're like, keep this a secret, do this, do that, you know? Oh, 
in the movie, um, Crybaby got uh, her best friend. She got her period, right? They were talking about how they thought that the thing, well, the thing wasn't working. The tampon thing wasn't working. So I think that, and they were talking about how tampon should be free and stuff like that. So I think, first of all, if women were in leadership, all um, women sanitary things would be free because that's just naturally was from our bodies. Like, what if men had to have periods? I think that it would be free. Some men have the audacity to be like, ew, and then they would be like, that's weird. Like, bro, I would like to see you try and like, try and survive for a week. Or some people even have two weeks of a period, you know? Great points, though. But like, since we're on the topic of period, like, are you comfortable sharing like your first time receiving your period and how that was? I love this story. Okay, so... Basically, it was in December of 2019, I think, 2019. I was at school. I thought that I I had to poop my pants during PE. So then after school, I went to the bathroom with my friend and I saw like, well, obviously, you know. And then I was like, oh my gosh. I told her like, I don't have anything or anything and stuff like that. And she was like, ah, I have stuff. I got you. I remember the next day I went to geography class and I sit around boys because there's mostly boys in my in my geography class. So I was like, I remember we had to take a quiz and I felt really uncomfortable. I thought I was smelling and I just did not feel good and told my teacher like I really needed to call my my dad because um, I was not feeling well at all. So I did. And she was like, are you sure this is urgent? And I, I looked her in her eyes. I was like, yeah, this is really, really urgent. Then I called her and then my dad came and then he helped me and stuff. And then he picked me up early and then just stuff happened. It was just like a lot. But good thing now I'm just like used to it now and I don't have to live that again. Oh, at least you had like a friend to get you through it. Um, that's rough that it happened in the middle of class too. Right. There was surprisingly not that much blood overall in the movie. It wasn't very gory. As far as like the gore and horror, it, it had horror elements. Like I, I was, I had a lot of fun with the spider that came out of the cereal box. It scared me. Not, no, that scared me. I was like, what are you doing in there, Jorge? And I was like, oh my God. And it was huge and it was hairy. And I was like, I just wanted to kill it. But I don't oh, like, sorry, no offense, but um, I don't like spiders, any type of insects. I don't like it. Yeah, I think I wish I did, but because they are very interesting creatures, but I do get like that creepy feeling up my back when I see one. I'm just ugh, like, yeah. Like, how did you feel about um, like, what was your favorite music video or how did you feel about the music in it? Um, yeah, it's okay. But I just realized that the lyrics that are, that she puts into it is kind of like intense. Like I remember this one song, it was like, if they say to kill yourself, then you will try it. All the makeup in the world won't make you less insecure. Like that's the only, that's sticking to my head, like all the time. Cause that's like one of the songs that were, was in 2016 that would constantly play by my neighbor. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So now it's kind of stuck in my head. So a little bit too dark for your liking. And just sad. So I'm just like, never mind. I like dark music. So um, I haven't really listened to Mel- Melanie Martinez before this movie. Do you mean like dark music or like my type of dark? 
I like dark themed things in general. So like with this one, I think it's fun in a way because she packages it in like this pastel pink and seafoam green kind of world and then talks about all these dark things. And I like the way she portrays her character. Like it's very doll-like. Yeah, her outfits were beautiful, I think. And I love that she made a thing about like a story about the gap in her teeth. Yeah, I think that gives a message to a lot of people, especially I know like a lot of people who has that. I think that it's really beautiful. Like even like with acne, I think those are called like strawberry freckles or personally, I have stretch marks. They can be called tiger stripes. Ah, tiger stripes. Yeah, that's cool. And I think it's really cool. So, yeah. Do you feel like a part of these, uh, like the crybaby supernatural group, what would your power, superpower be? My superpower? Um, like out of all the superpowers in the whole world? Sure. Yeah. Zachary, what are you doing? I'm doing a podcast. You don't even close the door all the way. I know. Oh my gosh, he gets more like annoying every second of the, like he grows older. <sighs> okay, anyways. <laughs> Sorry, okay, we're back into it. Wait, what was the Oh, maybe uh, I can teleport anywhere. Anywhere I want to teleport. Like to Paris or Greece or Milan. So what about you? I know I've been asked this question before, but I'm blanking. I feel like flying is the most obvious one that most people would like to do. But maybe invisibility? Yeah, right. Um, so what do you think about like, you know how some she has like young fans and stuff? How like, she cooperated yeah. mature things into this film? How do you think she was like, yeah, I'm going to have mature things in this movie? Mm. Yeah, as far as like knowing that her fan base is pretty young and then ha making a movie or music about more mature themes. I imagine as an artist, you want to write about things that are important to you, but also not try and cater too much to your fans, like trying to find the balance between what feels real for you, but still including your audience. Um, it makes me think about Billie Eilish too. Her new album compared to her older songs has matured a lot as well. Yeah. Okay. We can talk about that later, but continue. Billie Eilish. Yeah, because we're yeah, in topic of artists, brings, but yeah. It brings on, yeah, the idea that an artist has to grow in a way that they feel comfortable. And if the fans still want to come along for the ride, then sure. But if it's too much for them, um, then I don't think it's the responsibility of the artist for that. Like you can put a rating on the film. Actually, I don't know. Does it have a rating? I don't think it does. Yeah, it actually does not have a rating. On, yes. Only on YouTube, right? Or is it on like other platforms yeah. too? Free on YouTube. Yeah, I think it's unrated. And even then I feel like thinking about what you said about like this generation being more mature because of technology. I feel like maybe some of the older kids, kids already know about a lot of these themes. And it's, yeah. And she, she uses a lot of uh, profanity in her music too. Yeah. And just talking so in general. Yeah, I'm wondering um, for you, like, what is your take on profanity? Profanity is something that happens on a daily basis. I don't really care about it. I just, it's just like words. Like some, some of my, some of my friends that are, their parents like even say bad words and I'm just like, whatever, you know, 
But in my household, it's considered disrespectful. So I don't really say it around my parents or do anything. Like my mom lets me say like some words, but just not around my brother, even though my brother like says bad words too, but just like, <laughs> like they know, they know he does like with his friends and stuff, but they, they just don't want us to say it in front of them because they consider that disrespectful, which I a hundred like percent respect in every way possible. But yeah. Yeah. They don't want to encourage it in the house. So you become like too dependent on curse words. Yeah, but I think that you're going to say it either way when you're older. Like, I feel like there's going to be a time where you're going to say it sometimes, but like, just doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> so, oh, um, I wanted to bring out the Billie Eilish thing, if that was fine. Oh, okay. Okay, so I kind of listened to her whole album, but I think that Melanie Martinez and Billie Eilish are kind of similar in a way because I realized that they put so much cinematic things in their music videos which creates another story in a deeper level like um happier than ever i think that's like the best song in the whole album and she was also the director and the writer and the creator of the whole she knew exactly what she wanted um same goes for melanie martinez in her interview how there was men trying to you know um throw her off but i think that they're both both very much powerful women who bring out strong messages like I don't know if you noticed but in the, ha the song happier than ever it was kind of like a narcissist like she's talking about a narcissist in a relationship you can't even notice what they're doing to you but they're just taking up your whole life you know yeah I really admire uh, Billie Eilish for like really taking the reins on her music videos because I've watched uh, some of the behind the scenes um, speaking of happier than ever it's really cool that to see her like make these metaphors visually because she she mentioned like the water is leaking into the house because it's like in, when you're in an abusive relationship you don't realize something's wrong and you're wa waiting around in the in the flood until it literally crashes down you and you're like whoa from the lyrics in the songs like it was oh my gosh like I know some people that cried listening to it because there's there are two different things that she just transitioned and fin Phineas, Phineas, her brother, literally made it with her. And it was just like a masterpiece. And it was like so good. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So now it's in my playlist and I'm like obsessed with the song. So it's kind of like, ah. I, she's grown so much in the album. I, I love it. Like she's also an artist that embraces a lot of horror in her style, like with her other album. Obviously she had like spiders and like the black eye thing in the house going on. So it's it's super fun to see artists play around with that. Yeah, I think that was really cool, though. But well, obviously, I think a lot of artists like make their past into their music because that's just how they communicate with people. Yeah, like their past and like what they're going through. It kind of exactly leads into their music. And like anybody's songs, like even Melanie, maybe she gone through something really bad before, which made her make these type of songs or yeah absolutely because i speaking on that that um the song where she played a puppet that show and tell song um i f i felt like she was talking about m the media in a lot of her songs in that one particular it's kind of like i'm a human i'm not just here to like do your bidding and i got a lot of that energy from a, a lot of her music of her addressing the struggle of what fame brings 
and all these like money hungry people surrounding her. Right. Yeah. That get, to be honest, I like that. Uh, that's I think that's my favorite music video. The puppet, the show and tell one. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought I think that I like the choreograph, like the how people were. OK, so who do you think who do you think you would like let what age group do you think? Because this has no rating, right? So what do you think? Yeah. Which age, age group would you think that it would be good for? I kind of want to say PG-13, but there's a lot of drugs and kind of cursing in it. I think there's particular rules about how many times you can say that. So I feel like the the powers that be might rate it a rated R. But I think I would rate it PG-13. I think maybe rated R personally for people who are just strict about your kids knowing what's in certain movies. But I think, yeah, I think PG-13 is ideal for me. Just depends on your knowledge of things. Uh, if you're just like, I don't know. I Because like teen, like 13 year olds are like very mature these days. So I don't really, I can't really say yeah, it wouldn't be rated K through 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess this is a good time to wrap up the episode. Um, if Zakia, you can lead us out with the quote of the night. Okay. So I really like this quote that she said. It was, I think being emotional is a thing that people think you're not strong. They don't look at you as strong person. And it's weird because honestly, being emotional has nothing to do with your strength. Personally, I really like this quote because it just just proves that if you cry or even if you show a little bit of emotion doesn't mean that you don't have all the strength in the world. Like she had like all the strength in the world. She was immortal, but she still had emotion, you know, which shows that you're human. Everyone does that once in a while in your lifetime. I don't know. You can do it every day. I don't really know. But I know that it just shows that you're strong and you know, you're capable of a lot of things, even though people think you're not. Yeah, that was beautifully said. I feel like um, people look down on being vulnerable and see it as a weakness. But yeah, like you said, it's actually a strength because it makes you human. It makes you relate to people more and be in touch with your heart and others. Which I really liked. So, OK, guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. Um, please subscribe to this podcast yeah <laughs> and add us on instagram and twitter search up kindergeist podcast and remember you are loved you are a baddie and remember to always live on the fright side